Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Lenten series, Reflections of 2020. Uh, I think a really good conversation this week. Thanks for listening. We've heard from lots of you. Feedback has been really positive about this series, and I think we have another opportunity to hear from two people that are well-known in the community and the congregation, Josh Bloyt and Terry Brunsma, each who have a leadership role at the high school and the middle school, respectively, and each who were at the center of the conversations about shutting school down, preparing to reopen, would reopening happen, and what hurdles had to be cleared in order to make that possible. I think it's really interesting to hear some of the descriptions of those challenges from their perspectives and to think through Uh, Most of us may have had an opinion on school but didn't have to be involved in the decision-making and uh, sort of responsibility that went with that, and I think it's really interesting to hear from a couple guys who did. There's a couple pieces involved here. Of course, the first and, and maybe most obvious is just the reality that these decisions are incredibly nuanced and have significant implications for just an unbelievable number of different programs and services and staff people. And so when we often have conversations about opening school, we we have the luxury of getting to talk about that from the highest level. We think, well, are you going to open the doors and have kids sit in seats or not? But of course, it is uh, far more complicated than that when you think about the food and the building maintenance and the staff people that are necessary and, and how you lay out spaces. And, and and they address all of that. And I think it's interesting. But I think maybe the thing that stuck out to me most in our in this conversation, Clint, was we also tend to look back in time thinking that the information that we have now is always the information that we've had access to. And I think what's interesting about Josh and Terry's reflections in this conversation is they're able to really point out what they knew at certain points and how the decisions that they made then have implications for the decisions that you can make now. And I think that's the kind of organic life choices that we've all been making in this season. Sometimes we're not very generous to ourselves. We look back and think, well, that was a stupid thing to do. But if you're generous enough to look back with some lens towards what you did know. I think it's interesting to see how we make decisions based upon the information available and then to admit that that does have implications for the way that we move forward and we celebrate when things go well, but we need to be flexible and recognize when we need to change when they don't. Yeah, I recently had a conversation with someone from another state whose children are still not back in physical school and Reflecting on that, I just was struck by how important I think it has been in our community that we've been able to do that, and fortunately to do that relatively safely, and I would argue successfully, and what that means for a community. And so what a, what a great opportunity to look behind the scenes at the conversations, the decisions, and the efforts of some of the good people throughout our state and throughout our country who have been putting their time and energy into trying to make that happen. And fortunately, we know two of those guys really well and appreciate their willingness to come and uh, 
sort of opened the door on that for the rest of us. Absolutely. Uh, of course, heartfelt thanks uh, for both Josh and Terry for the time that they spent sharing their story with us. Also, thanks to you for joining us uh, wherever you are, whether on the podcast or watching us by video. We're glad that you've made the time to join us in this series. And so uh, without any further ado, uh, here's that conversation. Welcome. Thanks for joining us for the conversation. Today, we continue to talk to people about their experience with COVID. We have an opportunity to kind of look local. We have uh, Principal Terry Brunsma and Josh Beloit with us today as we think about the school. Guys, appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Um, To start with, obviously, you guys have occupied a strange uh, circle with this stuff. And the, the reality of so much of what you do changing rapidly and then the long ramp up to try and figure out as it drug on and on and as we moved into the fall and where we're going into schools, where we not, how the classes. So just to start with, um, walk us through your experience of when those decisions happen, how much how much notice did you get, how much uh how much warning do you get or are you doing those things just on the fly? Yeah, I mean, I reflect back the day we let out school in March thinking we'd be out two weeks and, you know, what does this look like and just right. do we do some online stuff for two weeks and, and now we're here almost a year into that point. Um, yeah, lots of communication, lots of um, trying to process so that you're not re-communicating things. Uh, I just feel like so many things have changed so rapidly um, and then trying to find a place um, of balance in between um, of what the, the right things to do. I, I think all along we wanted to have kids in school. I'm thankful we got to have kids in school to start the year and it's been, it's been great getting people back, but it's been a long journey. Yeah. Yeah, for certain. I think that uh, uh, thinking back uh, into the spring, it, it seemed to come really quick at the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think most people um, probably, Larger organizations, schools, churches didn't really know what was to be expected initially. And so we just kind of did our best to kind of put things together. And then um, during that time in the spring, I feel like we met a lot as a staff um, to try to figure out some plans to help uh, the situation best for kids. Ultimately, it was about kids uh, in a school setting. And so, um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, going through the summer, 
um, planning a lot administratively about what was going to take place in the fall and trying to put together as many contingency plans as we possibly could, knowing that um, there were going to be decisions made above us that we weren't sure how those were going to go, uh, but trying to be as prepared as we possibly could um, for whatever was thrown our way. And then as we worked our way through it here this fall, um, you know, things have changed. Sometimes they've changed without us knowing what they're going to they're gonna be like. And so, um, you know, just having as, as much communication with each other and um, our stakeholders to make sure that it's best for kids. And so as that snowball got bigger in the spring, in other words, for a while, it was going to be maybe out of school for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And then it was losing some activities, losing some events. How, how long was it before you guys realized we're not coming back, not not in the spring. I don't, I don't think it took probably too long, honestly, to, do, to think that, you know, this is probably going to be extended through the rest of the school year. I'm trying to think of even the date. It was early March, I suppose, when we let out. And um, I know initially we were thinking a couple of weeks. And I think as we got closer to that couple of week mark, we kind of realized as a staff, like, this is probably going to end up going through the rest of the school year. So um, I, I think it, it came fairly quick and thinking that it was going to be extended. And at that point, you're kind of putting all your efforts into providing some sort of educational materials outside yeah. of the building, trying to get those into people's homes via computer and, and broadcast streaming, all of that stuff. What's that like? Because, you know, in the church perspective, and I would imagine it was fairly typical of lots of organizations and, and especially the school, just everything changed. It felt like it just changed at once. You're a, yeah. you're an in-person organization. And then with really no preparation or even education or planning, guess what? Now you're digital yeah. and you're, you're doing that all at once. What, what was, how, how'd you manage that? I feel like that was probably the most stressful time leadership wise from in school-wise, you have, you have, in ALA, I feel like people go into education because they love relationships and connection and right. contact. And so you have teachers that um, all of a sudden are looking at doing something that they've never done before, similar to church, you know what I mean? And so that learning curve and that uh, quick transition. And then you have kids in all different situations from having parents and guardians at home to help support, from not having parents and guardians to having older siblings help younger siblings. And there's just so many things in there, and what you didn't want to do is create even bigger gaps in, in learning. Um, proud of how our teachers responded to try to provide uh, provide things, but we knew you know it was going to take longer to get it to be its best. It wasn't going to just immediately happen, and so that 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 was a difficult transition. I felt like. To yeah, for sure. I think um, you know a lot of our staff had um, worked on the fringes of some of those technology things. Um, um, prior to all that, but then just suddenly like, hey, we need to be an online school. And so it took a lot of, you know, our, our staff members were really, you know, um, flying the plane as you were building it at the same time, you know. And so um, we had staff members that would communicate to each other and to me like, oh, I tried to do this technology piece and it didn't work so well, so maybe I'll try this. And it probably sped up or did speed up the process of, you know, how we might do those things moving forward. Things that we've talked about before, but like didn't have the like, experience or the necessity to do them. Um, but um, so there's lots of positives that came out of it. But um, yeah, it was definitely a, a transition that was it was a little difficult. So maybe maybe this ends up being more applicable as you begin the new school year, just in the crunch of trying to figure that all out last spring. Maybe maybe some of this just wasn't able to be on the 
on the front burner. But the reality of school is not only are you doing education, but there's a lot of other stuff. There's school lunches. There's trying to meet some of those other gaps, coach, between where kids are and how can we you're, you're trying to encompass a lot of things other than just the teaching aspect. So w- what gets affected there and, and how does, how does that happen? Or is that a matter of turning teachers loose, turning people advocates loose in those areas? You know, I, I know that really throughout this time, the backpack pantry here just been, I mean, often overflowing, but so those kind of things, how did how did you try to ensure that those things weren't falling through the cracks and how do you manage the things that aren't really classroom things? Yeah, I think you got to put people um, who are good at certain things, um, like you say, let them go and let them do their thing. And at least in the middle school world of things, you have a lot of great people who are are willing to serve. Uh, and to help kids in a lot of different ways. And so the backpack program is a, is a nice example of that. And as you mentioned, I mean, when we initially put out like, hey, the school lunch thing, like we're going to do it a little bit different. We need kids to get lunch. And we were just overwhelmed with the amount of people who were willing to help and to bring things in. I know in one specific uh, example, I came out here to organize or help. And like, as you mentioned, the food was like falling out of the the space provided. We had to find new space for it because people are willing to do that. But yeah, I think it takes, you know, um, the foresight to see which people are good at which things and allow them to, to do their thing. And, and people at the middle school were really willing to do that. Um, but yeah, you know, that logistically and management wise, it just changed a lot of things and is probably overwhelming for one particular person like myself to do it all alone. So we had to have people jump in and take some stuff. So it, it may be too early to say this, but in lots of areas, you know, I think in the church, the 2020 experience has probably shifted some things. I've talked to others in corporate world who said, yeah, we may never do big meetings again. Right. Are, are there things that you think either for you personally in your job or for education in general that you see the possibility of changing permanently? Do you think there are some things that maybe this COVID experience has shifted and now that those skills or new avenues have been developed, that they'll they'll stick with us. You think there's anything that's going to stay? Yeah, you know, I think in education we talk all the time about how do we provide the best education for each student, and education is different for each student, and each student's situation is different. I feel like yeah. through this making us push into the online learning, I think we're going to have kids that students, no matter what, have that path or have that option uh, that we mm-hmm. that we get better at that. And that students um, will have that as an opportunity to move forward. I think, yeah, from a meeting standpoint, um, the ability to communicate and meet through technology um, will be there. You know, some things we've done in the school, we've spaced out rooms a lot. And what's been interesting to me is how much fewer discipline issues we have in that. And sometimes space is a good thing, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's not. But, you know, I think think we'll look at even our buildings differently of how we – reconfigure that when this is done and how does that allow us to do things better um, so there's been a lot I think that way um, obviously there's things that we're excited to to be able to have a full school assembly to get people together similar to church to shake hands to hug to um, that part um, but I do think there's things that education will forever be different yeah I think specifically as I'll echo um, Josh's comment there in regards to like individualizing education and providing uh, maybe a unique experience for all kids. And I know all kids have a unique experience in school, but um, 
being able to have the flexibility in learning, whether that be in where you're at or how you learn, um, I think that process has sped up a lot here um, since this whole thing began. Um, thinking about teachers who are now doing a lot of their lessons, um, both virtually and in person, and you know, videotaping things and sending them out so that if a student, you know, they, they could be gone on a vacation and they're going to get provided the education just like they would in the classroom, or um, just, just utilizing the, the technology tools that are available to us that maybe we didn't jump all into initially, but had to with this provides a, a different experience for kids. Um, and, and it's something that we've talked about as a middle school staff, like what are the things instead of like focusing on the negatives of this whole thing, but what are the things that we want to keep that have happened during this time that would make a positive impact in our school? And so um, we've got a lot of those things that we've talked about. Um, and there are actually a lot of things that I think we will change um, that will make us better moving forward. So from a, from both a school standpoint, from a personal standpoint and from an educational standpoint, what has been the hardest or one of the most challenging parts just for you guys personally in the, in the high school building, in the middle school, what about this has been really difficult? Obviously probably lots of things, but if you had to highlight one or two, what are they for you? If I would speak to the middle school, uh, the middle school is in a unique situation in that um, we are really, we wanted to bring kids back to school and do it in the safest way we felt possible. Um, and then also about a third of our buildings under construction with remodel. And so we needed to still bring kids back. And so half of our student body isn't even at school. Um, you know, they're spaced out in different places. And so I think the most difficult thing um, is just that our kids don't get to see each other as much as they would in previous years. And that goes for our staff as well. I think um, we need to work really hard as a building to make sure that community still happens in a place where um, people aren't physically together. And so um, thinking in different ways that we can do that has been difficult, just the logistics, the management of all of that. And it goes back to you know talking about allowing people to have the freedom and just do their thing. And, and that's been good. Um, but thinking about community, because uh, that's what a lot of school is, and being separated a lot has caused... It just some difficulties that way. So, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say at the high school, similar like collaboration and community, um, even staff wise, you know, mm -hmm. and, and professional development, how that's been different and just the ability to. Um, I also think at the beginning of the year when we were trying to make a decision how to come back to school responsibly, safely, but getting back to school, how many differing opinions on how that looked, um, and just trying to be respectful of everybody's opinion, but come to a decision. Um, that was best for kids, best for our staff, best for our community. Um, and I just remember, you know, I th I, the, the team, the group of people, I felt like um, led well on that. I thought, you know, communication was good. I just remember our big meeting right before the beginning of the year. And I think we were patient at times. You know, I think in some of this, what you've seen is people come out right away and say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And at times people are, I think, sitting back, taking some time to hit pause and reflect and make sure what we do and make decisions we made as a, as a district. But I think that was, that was a difficult time. Sure. Uh, and I echo <laughs> the middle school, you know, they're the most spread out. Um, I say from creating community in each building, you know, how hard that would be middle school wise, cause they're in three different locations. Yeah. I, so I know both you guys put a lot of thought into leadership uh, strategies. I know that's important to you as, as, as a leader, as a leadership position, not not just the school administrator stuff, but from a leadership perspective, what has been 
a, a challenge in terms of you, you now have these whole, whole groups of people that you work with that are being asked to do new things, new mm-hmm. challenges, in some cases, new environments, new classrooms, new new places that aren't even attached to the campus. And, you know, some people are energized by change. They do it really well and they they kind of get after it. Other people in that teaching environment like constancy and like, you know, things to be the way they've been. How, how have you managed and what have you seen or learned or been challenged by just in regard to trying to lead well during a, a time of, of so much change? You know, I think... I think you hit the nail on the head. Like people handle it so differently, and you have to let people handle it the way they hand the way they handle it. You know, some people are grieving, some people are angry, some people are, mm-hmm. um, but then just trying to support them in it. You know, I felt like once we got back to school, you know, it's all the a lot of times in that it's the apprehension and the uneasiness. But then once it got started, then I felt like people <clears> were <throat> settled in and been really proud of how people have have handled that. Um, Try to think in the leadership piece of it. Um, yeah, how do you f- find the positive in a difficult situation? And how do you focus on, hey, we get to come back to school. You know, we get to have these activities. Yeah, we have to do some things differently. You can focus on what you don't get to do, or you can try to focus on what you get to do. And I think anytime we've been able to stay positive in that, I feel like it's been better moving forward, more beneficial. So in that regard, Coach, in that relational space, what do you find yourself maybe doing more of i mean clearly you're trying to do all that stuff even pre-covid but in in this window do you find yourself more patting on the back more offices open for some kind of venting what what how does that affect your day-to-day stuff i think both and i i think i'm trying to get into rooms more often and, and talk to our staff and teachers um i think in um all this and i'm talking custodial staff um, coaches, bus drivers, all those people. Um, you just try to have conversation and listen to them. And then, um, yeah, sometimes it's listening to them vent, but sometimes it's also sharing the successes that they're having. And I do feel like there's a lot of gratitude to be back and be back together and have some form of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I find myself um, trying to get out and talk to those people as much as possible. Um, having our door open, um, and then trying to talk to kids, you know, you still have that opportunity and in, in lunches and those kind of things. I feel like being an activity, um, whatever that may be, music, sport, whatever, it's been great too for kids just to be able to to engage in those things. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think again, um, in school or whatever you're doing, it's so much about the people, you know. And so, just trying to figure out that people have a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Um, about whether um, the beginning of school or just during school and the things that are happening outside of school. And so checking in on staff members on a regular basis and not necessarily always just about business, meaning like school business, but just for them personally, emotionally, how they are doing. And I think uh, if you get out enough and see people enough, you tend to probably have a radar that can see which people need a little bit more um, than others. And so I think it's been important to get out and see those people regularly regularly. just to communicate with them, um, to check in on them, and then putting our focus and perspective in the right place. Um, as Josh is talking about, I think um, our staff has uh, been focused on like, the get to and like so 
thankful that we're at school. After having done the online thing completely in the spring, I think our staff was well aware that the best thing was for kids to be back at school in the fall. And uh, I think they're just super thankful. And they're doing the best that they can because they know that if it doesn't go well, we don't want to be put in a position like we were in the spring where kids maybe weren't being serviced as well as they could. And so I know that our staff is doing all that they can and also understanding that um, the procedures or precautions that we've been put in place are to make sure that we have things as normal as we can. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you guys occupy an interesting niche in that you serve hundreds of families. We live in a time where there's a variety of opinions about anything and everything where those opinions are often outspoken and, and people feel strongly about those opinions. H- how have you kind of personally managed the reality that to some extent, whatever you do is going to have some significant group of people who, who don't think it's the right thing, right? Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, don't come back to school, get back to school, space out the classroom, don't space out the classroom. I mean, there's a sense in which you guys can't win if win means keep everybody happy. It's just not a, that, that's not an achievable goal right now. So how does that impact you personally and from a leadership perspective in the midst of it. Does that make, that make sense? Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's difficult. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I don't think you probably are very few people that want to be known as the person who did that and people are upset at. Um, so, I mean, thinking <laughs> right. about, um, you know, uh, well, n- knowing that you're not going to please everybody and as you put it, like a win-lose situation, coming into those situations and decisions knowing that, this decision isn't this decision isn't a win lose decision um, because ultimately there are going to be people who are going to be really happy about the decision and some people who are not going to be really happy about the decision and then in the end as far as a school perspective goes like what's best for kids and uh, putting that always as you know probably our primary goal is what's best for kids um, but we, you need to also communicate you know up front like hey these are the things that we're thinking about whether it be a staff decision a uh, decision that's going to you know, affect our community, obviously, um, being transparent through that stuff, um, gathering as much data as you possibly can um, to make the right decision. But yeah, it's hard. And I don't think anybody really wants to be known as the guy or the the leader that made a decision that made half the people or a certain number of people really upset about it. So yeah. And, and you know, typically, you rarely hear from the people who are happy. Yeah. You, you generally hear from the people who aren't. And I, I know even from the football experience, Josh, we had moments where maybe a, a certain policy or rule didn't make 100% sense, but it's the hoop you have to jump through to do what you want. I would assume there's dozens of those from yeah. a school perspective also. Yeah, you know, I think exactly what you're saying. I feel like we felt like what was best for kids was to be back in school. And mm-hmm. so then as a, as a leadership team in a group, it was like, how do we do that in the most safe and responsible way? And you have people that, would, you know, on the end of the spectrum, we don't want to go back. We should be all fully online. To, we want to be back just like it was before. And, um, and we just had to try to, like Terry said, take as much data and as many people involved in that and listen to as many people as you can. Um, knowing fully well that you're not going to make everybody happy. Um, that's difficult. Um, but I think it's been, I think fortunate now to be able to reflect back that we've had a positive year, you know, the school has been able to go in place without a lot of, 
you know, and so it, pleased with that, you know, it could have been really difficult if we would have gone back and things would have, you know, then we would have had to transition a lot. And, um, and I feel like once we made those decisions, even people on each side were, I feel like we found a pretty good middle ground, you know, I mean, that people yeah. were at least positive we were moving forward and going back. Um, and, and really it's been challenging, but also I feel like looking back on it, it probably went as smoothly as it, as it could have. So. I'm grateful for the way that it played out. I mean, obviously we would all probably want to be not doing it the way we're doing it now, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think it's gone as well as we possibly could have expected it to go mm -hmm. in, in light of the situation. So, yeah. So from a, a personal standpoint, it, is there something as you, as you reflect on the last year and, and whether it be your career, the, the role that you have at the school or just in general, is there something you feel like, you've learned or has there been a challenge that you feel like has been important or that you're continuing to work through? Is there something as you consider maybe the things that you want to take forward from this experience as we all hopefully begin to kind of crawl out from under it? Uh, what what does that look like for you guys? Is there anything just personally that you think, no, I, this has been uh, challenging, but ultimately maybe helpful? Yeah, from a personal standpoint, uh, I would say that it has been a challenge in that, you know, I want to be better than what I was prior to this. And I think that, you know, we oftentimes grow the most in difficult and challenging situations. And there's no doubt that that's what this has been. And so, um, you know, just, just the way that you treat each other, um, the respect that you need to bring each day to um, decisions that you make, because lots of people have lots of different opinions right now. And so... I think um, having that healthy balance in life as far as, you know, uh, how to communicate to people effectively, respectfully, listening to others, um, taking the time. You know, I, I think a lot of us would probably say back in the spring, I heard a lot of people's opinions that um, the whole COVID thing allowed them to slow down a little bit and have maybe supper at home a little bit more with their kids or their families. And so I think those things were important for a lot of people. Um, and it, um, something I think that we can expand on just, you know, taking some time um, both individually, personally to, uh, to think about faith, think about, um, you know, a purpose and, and what we do that's best for others. So, um, yeah, I hope that uh, myself as a leader has, uh, have, have grown uh, through this whole experience. So. Yeah. I think from a personal standpoint, I think the most challenging thing for me is having parents that have some health risks. And so then you don't, Grand, my kids don't get to interact with them. Those things are relational connection thing. And I even carry that over into school, like the simple things of like we'd have high five Friday or football. Mm -hmm. The things I enjoyed as a coach is the time we could sit in the locker room after a game with 60 guys in close quarters and talking and like that, how much that adds value and how we tried to find ways to do that differently. And you, you do, but it's not the same. And, and so um, I think for me, it's made me appreciate those things that, um, that, just seemed normal. I mean, I mean, like you just took for, I don't take for granted. Everybody says that, but, um, and I th I'm excited that that gets back mm -hmm. to a point. Um, and then yeah, echo Terry, like just reflect with the leader. How do you get better every year, um, in school and how are we going to move forward to make things better? Um, but yeah, it's been, that's probably been the biggest challenge. What's interesting is the interplay between your answers on the, on the one hand, I think all of us maybe have sacrificed some stuff that we 
we maybe don't miss like super full calendars and going to meetings and some of those things that like, I could probably live with a little less of that. And on the other hand, we've lost some things that we, we truly do miss, you know, the relational Mm -hmm. stuff and being able to be with people and and some of those things, a a full gym and high five Fridays. And so what what do you guys look forward to? What do you hope we, um, go back to, or I guess maybe another way to say it is, what have you missed the most? Again, either personally, um, obviously family time, but in regard to your your school positions as well. Yeah, I think for me, it's just the, yeah, the connect, like the the high fives, the coming up and, and patting somebody on the back, the, just that physical connection, the encouragement piece of it, what that brings to it, coming to church and seeing people shaking hands, the um, you know, I even like when you wear a mask in a grocery store, what I think it creates is it causes you to say hi less and have less communication. Just those daily things that I just look forward to. It's not that the mask is a big deal, but I just it's a barrier. And, you know, to not have that barrier to connection and relationship is what I guess I'm most excited about. You know, simple things in school, having graduation, having prom, those things, those markers for people in their in their you know in their year those moments the thing i love about school is this like the newness and the 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 marker stones that you maybe we haven't had and just looking forward to that that piece of it again of of getting those getting to do those things so yeah yeah he used the uh, i was thinking and he said the word just barriers being able to drop some of the barriers that we put in place during this time that we just maybe had to and when i think about barriers um a lot of it is in relation to like connection with people and so you know you you have the um the physical barrier you know we want to try to keep people distanced away from each other kids desks are all six feet apart and staff members are kind of distanced from kids physically and so going back to removing some of those barriers um you know we have uh, just locational barriers like uh, seventh graders eighth graders are away from each other away from school campus the mask is kind of a physical barrier um, so just removing those barriers to bring people closer together, because um, I think a lot of people, even though um, things have been have been okay, have been good at school, I think some people are missing those personal connections through the barriers that we've put in place to make sure that people are safe um, physically. So it's an it's an interesting, you know, the impact that a school has on a community. You probably are genuinely aware of that, you know, in in a normal time, but in this moment as a kind of outsider, you know, had a child in the school at when this all started, but not currently. But I, I think that sense of normalcy for people of being able to send kids to school, both mm-hmm. some of managing the chaos and stress on the kids' ends as well as the parent ends, but th- that the the ability and the hoops that you guys had to jump through and, and the teachers and all of that to be willing to work that out. I, I do think that has had a significantly positive aspect on the community. You know, we, we have um, connections in places in other places where mm-hmm. kids aren't back to school yet. And, and mm-hmm. I think that adds a layer of stress, a layer of uncertainty. It, it stresses everybody out. It, it makes everybody tired. You know, we, we have friends who are still trying to do the homeschool thing and they're, nearly a year in they're not loving it and so um i i think probably whether you hear it or not i think most people would be genuinely grateful 
that we've been willing to try and navigate the the challenges of doing that because I I think that is something as simple as not needing childcare, you know, for parents to be able to go to work mm-hmm. in a time when that's important. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I hope you guys, um, at some level hear the affirmation of people who are grateful that, that we're doing it that way. Um, anything else, just anything, as you think about the challenges at school or other, you get both have families at home, young, young kids navigating all that, just anything else that is, uh, that is in your mind as you reflect on your experience. Yeah, just uh, thinking about focus and perspective and being thankful to be together um, from a family um, um, part, you know, um, having four kids that are all in the school system and a wife that teaches in the school. And so, you know, we're fully invested in the school and our community and our church and all the things that people have done to make it as normal as we possibly could. The, The work that you and Michael are doing at church has been, has been great for us as a family, I think community as well. So, thankful for you guys and thankful for the other people who have put in so much time and effort during this whole thing to to make people feel as close to each other as we possibly mm-hmm. could, even in a situation that's really tough and stressful and lots of people have anxiety for. But we're just thankful for the uh, the surrounding community and the people that we get to be uh, close to. So, yeah. Yeah, we live in, we, we are fortunate by where we live in lots of ways, but the freedom to navigate some of this, which at times I'm sure is frustrating because it leaves ambiguity, but at other times it's been really nice to have the freedom to sort things out. And I know that, and I don't mean it, and I know that that's not the same for every community and not the same experience for everyone. And I know that everyone's situations are different. We're just thankful for the place that we're at and, and we're just probably lucky and that's okay. Um, We understand that piece, but, but thankful at the same time for all those things that have happened for us. Yeah, I mean, something as simple as being able to have a football season, oh, for you sure. know, and, and the number of states mm-hmm. or the number of places that didn't get to do that. Right. And so n- not just from the, the perspective of guys who enjoy coaching, but for the kids mm-hmm. who Absolutely. didn't have to give up their senior sure. seasons and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, I'd probably just echo what Coach said, just the, the grateful, the gratitude of, you know, just when it first started happening in March, how many people were willing to donate money to help with school lunch stuff, mm-hmm. uh, huge gifts from businesses in the area to get technology that in the hands of everybody, um, that rallying of people coming together. That's always really cool and exciting, you know, from a family standpoint to reflect back. We'll always have those couple of months, like where we were really, really intentional as a family, you know, we, we stayed separate as a unit, but outside being active together, doing things that really everything slowed down, you know, no dance practice, no nothing, you know, for a family, we were together a lot. And that was, we're going to look back on that as a, it's a time of, of a joy, you know. I mean, even though we miss those other things, um, and just grateful. And yeah, echo Terry, uh, you know, church. You know, the intentionality that we haven't been out here physically, but every day we can connect with our church community, and that's a huge credit to you, Michael, the Dows, everybody involved with that. That I felt like I was still connected, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that that took a lot of effort and work, and um, I feel like school wise too. The teachers that my 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 son and daughter had did a phenomenal job of of connecting with them, not just from an academic standpoint, from a personal standpoint and doing simple things of dropping books off of the house and all those things I'll be thankful for that they were intentional about investing in people. And so um, it's been a difficult time, but it's also a time where I can really reflect and see some really cool things from people. Yeah, that's well said, Coach, because we we all miss, you know, pizza night on Friday or we, we all miss going to a movie. But 
what's behind that, I think, for most people is that they've learned the value or how much they miss relationships. I mean, it really, and, and the ability to be thankful even amidst adversity by trying to find those things to celebrate and to be grateful for. And, um, you know, that, yeah, we all miss stuff, but I, what we what we really miss is that freedom to get past those barriers and connect with loved ones and say hello at the grocery store and whatever that looks like. And um, hopefully we'll be moving back to that soon. But in, until then, we appreciate the work you guys have done on behalf of the community and, and appreciate you coming in to have this conversation. This is uh, right. this is good. I hope I think this will be helpful for people. So appreciate it. Thank you.